Welcome to the Holistic Wellness and Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Kimberly Ann Marsden. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about ways to be listening in life and really ask you to check in with how well are you listening. During the show, we'll also be talking about music and sound healing. And it's a very fun show. My guest is Claire Bigley. We're talking about all kinds of things. And one of the fun things we'll be talking about is check-in and listening snacks. So be on the lookout for that. So get ready. Here we go. Hello, hello. On today's show, I have a special guest with me is Claire Bigley. She is a musician healer, and we are going to be talking about how well are you listening? So we're really going to challenge you to ask yourself that as we navigate through different ways that we need to be listening in life. So welcome, Claire. Hi there, Kimberly Ann. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be with you this morning. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad that you agreed to come on the show. And I have to say, I know we're going to talk at the end about how to reach you, but Claire has a site, which I love the name of Soul Songs Quest. I love all three of those words, but I think that's just hopefully something that'll happen for people today is that their soul will be singing by the end of the time we are done talking because it's really, it's magical. So anyway, I'm going to get us started by asking the question. Let's just talk about different ways that we need to check in and listen. Yes, yes, yes. It, it's funny. It's been on my mind this week um, because I think it's one of the most difficult things to truly do. You know, like when you're in a conversation with with somebody, how often are you thinking about your next question or your next answer rather than listening to their response to what you just asked them? And I think we do that with ourselves, too. You know, there's there's so much information being shoved at us and given to us on a daily basis, on a minute to minute basis that to just simply ask your body or your soul or yourself, how are you? What's going on right now? What would you like to share with me? Yeah. And I think that that probably starts the issue. Like you're saying is there's so much information which can overwhelm you, but, and I think what happens with that is we get drawn outside of ourselves and we get drawn outside of the present moment. So I think part of listening needs to come from being here in the present moment, not in the past, not in the future, but right here, right now, completely connected and engrossed in the moment. Exactly. Exactly. It, 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 it kind of connects a relationship to, to space and creativity, right? Because you have to be still to ask, to listen. That's a great way to say it. You have to be still. Yeah. Right. Because if you're constantly in motion, in flux, whether that's mentally, physically, emotionally, there's too much chaos to be able to be still and to listen. Mm -hmm. And I think we forget how much motion there is in stillness. Yes. Too, you know, and, and being in flow, I think is very much grounded in stillness. You know, there's so much possibility, so much life, so much creation within that. It's yeah. easy to forget. Easy it is, you to know, I, yeah. And when you were saying that I was picturing a willow tree, you know, or trees in general, because they're so rooted, they're so grounded, but yet there's movement. They're not rigid because if they were still and stuck, that's when things break. But what you're talking about with the flow, that's just reminded me of how nature works with the ebbs and the flows and the movement while still being rooted. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. And it's interesting with music, 
the way that speaks to me is, you know, within any given piece, with anything you're listening to, there's dissonance, there's harmony, there's beautifulness. And I feel that what makes music so wonderful is that there is maybe dissonance for a moment and then it moves. It changes into harmony. It's never stagnant. It's never blocked, Mm -hmm. you know, and there may be silence within a piece of music that is just stunning as well, but it's always a jumping off place. You know, it's always moving. That's a great point. I never thought of, of music that way. That's really beautiful. All the way it breaks down like that. So does the music that you write, it just sort of comes to you through the flow or how does, how does that work? Well, it's interesting. I I started out as a classically trained pianist. So that's how I learned by reading notes, by honing my craft and lots of practice, lots of hours kind of working at being able to have music just be a part of me, you know, rather than something I had to think about, but it took a while to build that skill. Now at this point in time, I, so when I'm doing my uh, my recent recordings and so forth, I sit down at the piano and I allow myself to be in a state of being. It may be pain, it may be love, it may be conflict, it may be something that's calling to me in that moment. And I just simply let it play out through my hands, whatever that state wow. is. And it changes within the span of a song, you know, I'll start out in one state and by the time I'm done, I've gone through four or five, you know. Wow, that's amazing. So, yeah, it, it, as I'm doing it, it feels so alive and so creative and I, I feel like I almost channel you know, I'm channeling this state of being through my hands and I really don't know what's going to come out. I don't know what I'm going to play. I don't know how it's going to sound. I literally, I, I record my stuff through my laptop and I use an app on Apple called GarageBand. So that's what I use to record. So I press record and I play. Um, and I just step out of my way, let whatever needs to come through in that moment come through. And it shifts and changes as I'm doing it. Um, and it's it's a wonderful experience to, to do and to feel. And then afterwards, when I'm listening back to it, I often will do two tracks, like I'll do one piano track and then I'll go back and do a second Um state of being with it, maybe a little bit softer. And I'm always amazed at how well they interlay over each other in the, in the finished recording. It just seems to flow together. So is it a sense of that you're in your being and you're tapping into emotional energy in that? Yeah. Okay. You're shaking their head. They can't, they can't see you. I see you. Yes. No, it, it feels like I'm tapping into emotions. Um, I feel like I'm tapping into universal states, whatever's coming through the unconscious in the mm-hmm. moment. Um, grace, you know, mm-hmm. however you grace is to you, whether it be God, whether it be universal spirit, whatever, that's channeling through because I'm I'm just simply emptying myself and allowing myself to sit still in whatever is in that moment. So it's connecting with that higher state of consciousness and just being present. I mean, I listened to some of your um, tracks is beautiful. I found it very, like I could feel the emotion in, in it. And then I would read the name, what you named it. I was kind of playing a game with myself. (laughs) Do I feel what the music name is? I was like, oh yeah, you know, like I do. And so obviously there, like you're saying, there's something very universal. I mean, I think that's the thing with sound in general is it's, it's universal and music. I think that's one of the amazing things about music is it's its own language and it's universal and we all connect to it. And we 
all feel something from it. I remember, actually, this is making me remember in high school, I had to do a project. I don't remember for what class on, on, I chose music and moods. And so I think I chose like Phil Collins in the air tonight for like, when you're in a like really dark sad <laughs> place, you listen to something like that because the music, you know, because music does connect to emotion. And so, you know, and then I picked I don't know, walking on sunshine. I forget who wrote that. You know, there's just different feelings in it. And we connect to that. We connect to the not and those, yes, maybe the lyrics too, but the music, even if you took the lyrics out, the music itself has its own energetic quality. Well, that's just it. We're t- we're getting into frequency, right? Mm-hmm. Vibration and frequency. And it bypasses the mind in a way. You know, um, even if there are lyrics and there are words into it, there's something about the frequency of the notes, the vibration of the sound that goes straight to the heart. Yeah. And I think it's it's an intelligent source as well, right? It's going to it's going to listen and talk to whatever person's listening to it, and there's going to be that personal interaction. You know, it, let me get really sound nerdy on you for a second. Okay. Um, and I can't go into the total complexities of it because it's a little complicated, but basically sound like one note, just one note on the keyboard has overtones of it. One note is never just one note. It's essentially different ranges and different um higher pitches of different notes that's bound into that one note. So when you're listening to a piece of music, you're hearing audibly all of creation at once. Now that one note, depending on, on the note that you're playing, it's going to be balanced towards the one frequency over the others, but it will encapsulate all of the sound, all of that frequency. So I think that's part of the universality of it. You know, you're basking in acceptance of all that is audibly. Yeah. And you're right. It just touches a place so deep, so beyond the conscious mind. It just connects innately and deeply. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. So do you use that with people, the music for healing? You use it with, you know, I, I use what speaks to me of any given client. Um, and so oftentimes with client, I start with um, verbal and cognitive type of work because I, I need to feel into them. What speaks to them? What is going to be my connection into their soul? Because I want to do soul work. I want to do work based on is this person authentic with themselves? Are they able to be authentic with those around them? Where do I need to offer support? Where do I need, where do I need to listen and give recognition? You know, so it varies. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because you're right. That's interesting. What you said about the being authentic, like if they're not being authentic with themselves, then that would be where you would start. Yeah. And maybe for somebody who's tied up in knots physically, I might start right with the music because there's something about the music that dissolves blocks. It dissolves Mm. defense mechanisms. So it's an easy way through. And then I may find another way to continue, but it depends on the client. Yeah. Interesting. So you actually give them different music clips to listen to i may i may i may um decide that i want to work with tuning forks Mm -hmm. you know because that's an easy way to to engage the body as well as sound there are certain tuning forks that are weighted that you put right on the skin right on different pulse points and then you're dealing with vibration and it just it awakens the the um the nervous system and calms it directly. So sometimes I'll go that direction. It really depends on what's going to me. Fascinating. Because you're listening. 
I do my best. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what other ways should we be listening? Back to the listening. What other ways should we be listening? Mm. Well, what's coming to me at the moment is, can we listen with an open heart mm. and an empty empty being? Because oftentimes I think we want to listen, we're open to listening, but we're focused on a certain subject or maybe it is what we want to hear or, you know, can, can you sit and listen to that nagging pain in your leg that's annoying you at the moment that you'd love to ignore and, you know, take some Advil and get rid of, you know, in right now, can you sit and just feel perhaps uncomfortable for a moment? And can you, th there's a sound healer by the name of Vicki Dodd. I don't know if you've ever heard of her. I have not. She's a wonderful elder in, in this field. And she does a lot with voice and humming. Mm. And she'll, she'll sit with her body. And like, for instance, I've got a little twinge right here in the top of my, my right shoulder, right in between my neck and shoulder. And can I give that voice? And, and like, for instance, doesn't have to make sense. Like, it feels like this. Can I just speak it? Can I hum it? And just from doing that, it's really odd, right? It's a weird sound, but God, if that didn't relax just then. I was just going to ask you, so you gave it a voice and then it released. Yeah. That is so cool. Oh, I'm totally going to be trying that when we get off the air. <laughs> I love that. You give it a voice. What a brilliant, because you're connecting to the body and giving the, the pain, giving the area a way to speak if it's not the throat and the vocal cords that's talking. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. And it doesn't matter how you do it. It doesn't have to be a pretty sound. It can be a hum. It can be a guttural sound. It can be a chant, whatever it is that feels real to you and in the moment, you know, but, but that takes feeling comfortable enough in your skin to be okay with doing that. And, and we've, most of us have had years of don't do that. What are you doing? Don't do that. <laughs> you know? <laughs> no, it's true. It's one of the hardest things is to just recognize and accept what's going on in your own body, you know, in our own little human vehicle that we are walking around on earth and to just really accept it. I really agree with you. I think there's so much messaging that, that tells us, being aware of it's wrong and it isn't. I think we're so, and there's so much fear. I think a lot of it is fear. I don't want to look at it because I'm afraid of it, but it doesn't go away if we, if we don't look at it or we don't help it or make the sound like you just did. It's the acknowledgement. The body wants to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so under, I mean, you know, you look at how tumultuous life is right now, right? I mean, it's, it's hard not to see it. And taking that into the inner, how many of us have wars going on inside our own heads and within our own bodies? You know, we all have a committee that serves <laughs> at the pleasure, right? Mm -hmm. And have, have you taken the time to hear what every committee member has to say? How much self-censorship goes into your day? You know, how often do you shut down parts of your own being? You know, and, and then if you're doing that, how can you be expected to go out into the world and be kind and empathetic to somebody else if you can't do it with yourself? Right. Beautiful point. And I think that is so much of what happens is there are so many things going on. And if you tap into all of it, 
it becomes overwhelming for most of us. And then, you know, people shut down and now you're not fully functioning, but you're doing a lot of things and you're right. You're doing it from a place of not being open. And the minute you start to close off, you lose access to compassion and to love. It's much harder to connect to it because you're not inside. You're not living from inside yourself. You're living externally. Right. Right. And then we start to feel the drain physically, right? Of giving that energy away physically and emotionally and mentally. And then we wonder why we're walking around like the living dead, you know? Right. Because we're not listening and refilling. Yeah. I think what, I think what happens in a lot of cases is those messages come from the body and the body says, I'm tired or I'm sore or I, this needs attention. Like you just did with your you know, shoulder, something needs attention and we ignore and mm-hmm. we ignore it and we don't give it what it needs. Like you're saying, because a lot of, a lot of us haven't learned the self-care. I know for me, it took me a long time and it's a constant practice of making sure that I'm taking care of myself and making sure that I love myself as much as I give out the love to everybody else. I, there's very few people that I've met that are really great at that. And it's something we all need to be great at because <laughs> if you don't have it, you can't give it away. You know, you really, or you give it all away and then there's nothing left for you. That's not any good either. Exactly. No, it's, it's a constant practice. Yes, it is. And to master that, I, I think is one of the biggest things we're here to do, yes. right? If you can master that as a human, whoa. Yeah. I think if you master that, then you're at a place where you are completely able to be unconditionally loving because once you can fill yourself up completely with love, then you can give, you have an endless amount to give away. And then you really are unconditional love embodied. And isn't that, you know, love is the highest vibration. And isn't that what we all want to be? Right. Right. But I like the word you said before, because I say it all the time, practice. It's a constant practice and it's not, it's a fluid state. There is no, oh, I've achieved this and I'm done. It's just maintain it. Even if you've you know, gotten to a point where you've made transformation, which is fabulous, you still need to maintain that and make the choices and do the work to embrace it and continue it. Well, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and to continue to check in. Continue listening. Continue listening and and to continue to ask yourself, what state of being am I as I'm moving throughout the day? What state of being am I as I'm listening? Am, Am I in trying to control? Am I trying to get something done? Am I creating from that state or am I creating from an empty receptive state of being that can be moving. It can be accomplishing a great deal in creating, but it's open. It's curious. It's empathetic. It's listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you were talking, it was reminding me of sort of the divine feminine and the divine masculine you know, when you come from that divine feminine, you're in a very open, receptive place where there's more flow versus the divine masculine being more aggressive, more doing, more assertive, initiating. And they're very different energies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I would say flow for me feels very di- divine masculine because I'm moving. I have an intention. I have a purpose, but I am still in flow. It's coming through me. You're still open. I'm still open. It's probably yeah. both. I would think if you, you know what I mean? Cause it's probably combination of both because then you're in harmony, yes. <laughs> you know? So I think you're probably like, you're saying you've got the initiation and the movement of the masculine and the receptivity and the openness of the feminine. And then you're really in alignment. Synergy, right? Yes. Yeah. Synergy is the best. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, so just, and 
How do you check in? Let's just give people an idea because I'm a very practically oriented person. So if they are, that's what happens when you have a lot of Virgo in your chart. (laughs) (laughs) I was made that way. I, you know, I came in with that. Um, How do you check in during the day to see what state that you're in? Mm -hmm. And, and do you just check in or do you ever try and shift it? Um, I would say all of the above. Okay. So go with it. Um, I typically start my day. I'm very lucky. I have a life where I can at the moment, pretty much am flexible with my time. Um, I do. I am a caretaker as well. I care for my mom at home. So there are certain things that I need to fit into my schedule, but like, This morning, for example, I got up, I stretched, I put on some music that speaks to me, and I just let my body kind of move, listen to the music and move in the way it wanted to. Um, There were a couple spots that asked for my attention, and I would stretch those spots, and I would talk to them, do a little vocalizing, do a little listening. Um, and then get my mom some breakfast, come back. I did a little practicing at the piano. Um, how is my body feeling as I'm practicing? I actually had to practice some notes on the sheet so I couldn't improv. So how is my body feeling as I'm doing that? Am I feeling energy coming through? Um, then I go about my day. Sometimes I'll find myself where the mind will creep in, I'll get, I'm an Aries. So I can get very focused and driven. Like there's a taskmaster that lives inside of me and she, <laughs> she she's is, a warrior. Yes, exactly. And um, there are times when that totally works for me and it's great. And then I'll get maybe triggered by something or, or the body will you know, broadcast some pain, a twinge of pain. I'm at the point now where I'm able to stop for a moment and I will ground in and breathe and kind of ask, okay, is this something I need to attend to now? Is this something I can attend to now? Maybe it's not. Maybe I'm in the middle of something I'm teaching or I'm working and I can't. So I might make a little note to myself, you know, hey, check in with this later, you know, when I can. Um, because there, there are times when we're driving, we, we just can't do with it. So in that moment, I breathe. I allow myself to simply feel whatever it is in that moment that's going, but I don't act on it quite yet. I just breathe through it and allow myself to feel it to the best of my capacity. Then if it's still there later in the evening when I've got free time, I I might do some gestalt, you know, um, gestalt, basically you're, you're, you know, the empty chair exercise, you know, but I'll amend it to my own needs. And for those of you who aren't familiar with it, you know, you put an empty chair in front of you and you put yourself into a person that you need to speak with. Maybe it's your mom. So I'm going to put myself into her energy and I'm going to speak her. I'm going to talk to her. And then I'm going to come back into my chair and talk to that so that things are aired, things are said, things are moved. They're not stuck in the body. They're not stuck in the mind. You're not making yourself miserable by looping on on some some statement that then has a life of its own, right? Right. And so you did all that. I want to make sure it's clear that I'm understanding it and that's clear for other people. You did all that because you went back and you listened to your body. And then you got the message that it had something to do with, in this case, your mom. And so Mm -hmm. then you did the exercise, correct? Correct. And that was all from, well, it was a lot of things actually. Yes, you were listening, but I think one of the things that you said, which I think is so helpful is that you may not always have the time, but when you, it's still important to check in during the day. And I love the idea when you were talking, I was like, yeah, I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to write down on a post-it note. I make all kinds of notes on my post-it notes. Why don't I write yet? Yeah, you were feeling that in your back. Go back to that later, that sore spot and check in and see what's really going on versus just going to bed and ignoring it. 
I know we're brilliant at to-do yes. lists, right? We Americans, we live on this stuff. We've been primed for this. Do it for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because if somebody else came to you and said, oh, my back hurts, what would you do? You would rub the back. You would help the back. But when it's yourself, you're like, uh, maybe I'll get around to that. But it's just as, it's, it's as critically important for yourself to do that. But I love the gestalt exercise that you just explain to people because it is, it's about finding ways to release these blockages by listening. It's so important to not worry about how you do it, but to find a way that works to do it. And that's another great way to be open to what the body is communicating to you and say, I'm going to listen and whatever comes in, I'm going to trust it. It goes back to trusting your intuition again. You know, you really need to trust yourself. And so many of us are critical of ourselves and doubting ourselves and the world changes the minute you start to trust yourself and not question every thing that you do and not question that, that your body said that you need to have a conversation with your mom, you know, not an actual one, but a figurative one and, and try it. I mean, that's what I say to people, experiment, try it. What's the worst can happen. It doesn't work but at least you've connected in and you're trying to release something because your body knows the intention. That's the main thing. Your body now is aware of what's going on. It knows the intention intention. And now that you're acknowledging and validating how you're feeling, oftentimes things release. Exactly. And, and I would add to that, you know, God, it's hard being human, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody Mm -hmm. escapes without trauma. And, and, you know, as we grow up, we have no way of self-assessing or, or self-caring in the way that the body needs and that we need, you know, and those around us who are in cared with us, God, they got a lot going on and who knows what they were dealing with, you know? So there's an element of honesty that has to be present in this work. You know, I talked about my experience and how I dealt with it. Well, I've got to be true enough to myself to go to the ugly if it's there. And so many of us don't feel comfortable doing that. And so understandably so, right? We've been punished. We've been um, manipulated into repressing those parts of ourselves, Mm -hmm. into you know, dis, disconnecting from them. So this is not easy work. Mm-mm. And so be honest with yourself. If you can't admit to yourself yet that you're thinking an ugly thought, you know, maybe, oh, I'm, I'm willing to, I'm, I'm willing to look at this honestly, help me. You know, I'm willing to, you know, just that honesty is so important too. And again, that's listening, right? Listening to that part of you that can't say something to yourself because it doesn't feel safe to quite yet, you know, so it will depend where you are in your process. No, and that's a critically important point and one that all the Libras in the world will understand and myself (laughs) being one. Totally have worked on that one. No, and it's true. It's the Libras. It's those of us that have, you know, a a strong Libra in our chart, but also people that may consider themselves, you know, optimistic and uh, being optimistic is great, but being unrealistically optimistic is not great. So it comes back to really being honest about what's going on. And yes, I'm all about thoughts are important and they need to be positive, but they also need to be real. So I think sometimes people think that, oh, I'm just going to think positive thoughts and think my way. No, positive thoughts also need to be real with the situation. You can't just ignore the Mack truck that's coming at you and be like, oh, well, that's it's not going to hit me. Well, yeah, it may very well. You need to be real about the fact that the truck is coming and you're not getting out of the way. You know, so whatever your body is expressing or whatever is really happening needs, you need to be honest about it. Like you're saying, and that is such a key, key point. And I think what happens too, is people think about, well, the pain of looking at things, like you're saying, looking at the ugly is one part of it. The other is wanting to please other people wanting to create. I think, I think this is a huge one for most people is creating a false reality. The one you want to live in versus the one you actually live in, you know, it goes back to what Ram Dass says about you're, you know, we're all taught to be somebody 
And we're so busy being somebody living in that sometimes world that we wish we lived in, that we're not being who we are in the real world of our day. And, and that fantasy life um, can cause us to, to not be honest with ourselves. And then you can't do the kind of listening that, you know, we're talking about because you're, you're disconnected, comes back to needing to connect and to listen and be real. Absolutely. And, and to tie this back to music, I think this is why it's such an effective tool because there's something about the music that will work on your psyche that the vibrations, the frequency will work on your body, will work on your emotions, and it will bypass that defensive block that that maybe can't deal with a certain thought or a certain word or saying something out loud quite yet. Well, the music can go in there and work its magic. Um, so that maybe voicing something doesn't feel so scary or, or so, so difficult. It can work around the, the mind. It can just help ease and relax so that there are little cracks where air can get through, where things can get through. And sometimes it's easier to just go... Because, you know, if you can just vocalize it without words, sometimes things can get said. Truth can come through the voice where it's not, it's not manipulated by the mind in that way. You know, that's exactly what I was thinking when you were doing that. I was like, wow, that's a brilliant way to keep the mind and the conscious mind at bay. And really you're dealing more with the subconscious and the energetic biofield and all those things, because you've taken the mastermind out of the way, because yeah. by do, by taking the words, you know, not that you the sounds have words, but, you know, by taking the thoughts out, that's really incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And less restrictive, mm-hmm. right? Words are wonderful. They're a wonderful tool again, but but they also clarify sometimes. They sometimes put you in a box, put you yeah. in a box. I was watching you as you were doing the sound making. And what I thought is it's so free. There's no right way. There's no wrong way. There's no, you don't have to search for anything. You're just being. Whereas when you're thinking, you're searching for the right word, the one that expresses what you're trying to say. Whereas the sound, you're not thinking, I would guess. You're just doing. Yes. Being probably. Yes. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's an, it's an amazing, amazing experience we're all having, right? Yeah. It's, it's so full and so limitless. Um, if we allow it to be. Yeah. And that's the key. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the key. Actually, when people ask me my age, I say I'm ageless and I'm limitless because I allow myself to be, yes. I don't need anybody to put me in a box and I'm not going to put myself there. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I'm just going to be me the best version that I can of myself. Yes. And, and yeah, and really try and, and see what those limits are just by listening to my body. What do I need? You know, how do I need to go about my day, how do I need to go about being myself? Yes. Honestly being myself. Yes. And and how can I and and I think another interesting thing that can shut us down and block us is is we think we need a certain prescribed amount of time to do this. We need to have some kind of regiment or I need at least an hour to make any headway on this. Uh-uh. No. You can take a minute and breathe for five seconds and listen to what's going on. You know, and if you're truly listening, if you're truly acknowledging 
authentically what your being is in that moment, it's going to feel heard and acknowledged and respected. And even if you do that twice a day, that's huge, right? And as you start to do that, you'll start to just naturally find other places to do that. And then maybe you can do it while you're washing dishes or loading the dishwasher. Maybe you can sink in and breathe deeply as you're, as you're cooking, you know, and there's so many tasks, tasks that we do that hobbies that we love or things we love to do that we're doing it naturally with, right. Start applying that to something else, you know, that's a, that's a great point. My son always talks about movement snacks and it's the same kind of thing. You know, you need to move frequently and you don't need to have an hour. Like you're saying, it doesn't need to be a regimented amount of time. It's just get up and move at different times. And I'm going to call this, I'm going to start thinking of this for myself as check-in snacks, you know, just check in, just check in and check in with your breath, check in with your body and just (sighs) see where you're at. And it only takes a few seconds. It really only takes a few seconds and a couple minutes if you're going to try and do something. And, and that's a great point, Claire. I really love that because it's so freeing, I think, for people to understand this doesn't have to be a thing. <laughs> you know, it's not another to do task has to be on. It's not something that's to weigh you down. It's something that's to build you up and free you up and open you up and just be open to it. And as you start to do it more, like you're saying in natural ways that you do it, it'll just become something that you do naturally. However it works for you, there's no right or wrong. It's just starting. So I tell people, just start, just start somewhere where you're at and, and work with how it works for you. Exactly. What can you savor in this moment? And what does your body want to savor? You know, yeah, I love the word savor. Yeah. You know, and it's funny. I, um, I grew up, I was a Midwestern girl. I grew up in a suburb of Cleveland and I spent um, 20 plus years in Chicago. And um, I, I grew up, I was a very good student of regiment, you know, being a musician, I had a craft to learn. Right. And so I learned it in a very methodical and highly disciplined way. Um, And I got to the point where I I needed to make some adjustments to that, because while it had served its purpose really well and it made me very good at what I do, it was not it was no longer helpful. It was Mm -hmm. becoming a hindrance. And so I had to make adjustments and we all do. We're all constantly changing. We're all expanding in any given minute, whether we're conscious of it or not. So that idea of checking in, listening, what's going to work for you now didn't work for you 10 years ago and vice versa. You know, what needs to be adjusted? That's all. What needs, what needs to say something? You know, and that's a great point because I think people get stuck sometimes when they hold on so tight to their routine and it becomes more about holding on to it than about what they're actually doing. And, and some people feel like they're losing control if they have to change their routine. And it's like, it's okay. You're going to be all right. It's about reassuring yourself. Changes, change is good. It can be uncomfortable. But like you're saying, you need to, again, check in and listen and see it. Flow can't happen in a stuck state. So if you want to flow and you want to move and you want to be resilient, you have to sometimes just let it go and see where you end up and just trust. And it's a really hard thing to do sometimes, but let go and trust that when you are in alignment, you will be where you are meant to be. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's funny as, as you were talking about it, what, what came to me musically was, you know, any given piece of music, you're not playing one chord constantly over and over and over again. If you did, 
it would be so awful to anyone listening to that piece. The great thing about a piece of music is it is ebb and flowing. It is changing different chord progressions, different places on, on the spectrum, high or low that's happening. It, it is constant flow and constant adjustment. And I would take that a step further in any given performance. If you have a, an actual musician playing it, it's going to be different too. That's never going to be stagnant either. Because the musicians putting themselves into it, yeah. There's just a little. There's a little change in the energy. It, it's different. You're right. Yeah, and the audience that's listening to it's different too. Yeah. So that's bringing out different things of the performer. It is a dance. It is a dance we do. Yeah. And what a beautiful one at that. Yeah. And I think it just speaks to the fact that I was saying some the same thing to someone this morning. There are so many ways to heal. There's so much love and healing in the world. And music is one more of those gifts that we can access. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true. So much wisdom, Claire, and so beautiful. I think what we'll do now is we will head over to the Sparks of Wisdom. Sparks of wisdom, oh, 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 oh. Sparks of wisdom, oh, 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 oh. Okay, Claire, let's have your sparks of wisdom. <laughs> well, my spark of wisdom in, the, in this moment is, God, it's been so amazing to talk to you about dancing in authentic listening right now. It, it just, to savor that process and to savor that experience, I, I think that is what life is all about. Yeah. The respect, the trust, the depth, the honor. Yes. Very beautiful. Powerful. Claire, it has been such a pleasure and so much fun to talk with you today. And I just want to thank you, first of all, for being a guest today. Well, thank you, Kimberly Ann. It has been an honor to be here. And my goodness, the time has flown, right? Yes. I feel like it's just gone by so quickly. So thank you. Thank yes, you. that's what happens when you're having fun, Claire. I'm having fun. So it went fast for me. <laughs> <laughs> so I just want people to know how to get a hold of you and, and the kind of work that you do, how they, you know, what you do and how they can work with you and be blessed to, for that experience as well as finding your music to listen to if they're interested in that. Okay. Thank you. Um, well, let's start with the music part. Um, there are various ways you can hear my music. I am on Spotify. I'm on Pandora. I'm on various streaming as well as Apple Music, iTunes, Amazon. I have a YouTube chan channel. My name is Claire Bigley. And uh, let's see, the easiest way to probably be able to click and connect to all those different options would be to go to my website, which is www.soulsongquests. S-O-U-L-S-O-N-G-Q-U-E-S-T-S dot com. And within my website, I have a music page. There are tracks you can listen to. I have some free tracks available for you as well. There also on my front page of my website, there are buttons that you can click on to go right to my YouTube page, to go right to Spotify. I also have a various platforms on my front website page, if you scroll down a little bit, that offers many different ways to access my music. I also have a blog on my website. I have videos that are posted there, some meditation videos as well as music videos. So there's a plethora of material there for you to peruse and hopefully enjoy. Um, if you're interested in working with me as a client, uh, I would love to work with you. Right now, I'm doing a lot of uh, 
Zoom and uh, FaceTime work. Um, if you're in the New Orleans area, you can come see me in person. Uh, I work very individually with clients. I'm great with anxiety. I'm great with addiction problems. Anything that you know people are going through transitions, anything where you just need some help being seen and, and the body needs to be heard. Um, I can work with tuning forks. I work with cognitive behavior. I also am just a great listener. So in any way that I can su help support you, I'm happy to do so. And again, the best way to get hold of me is through my website. Which the link will be on the show notes, in the show notes. So you can click directly from the show notes right to Claire's website where you can get all those great resources. And it's beautiful music. I've listened to it. So I hope that you guys go check it out because it'll be well worth it. I haven't done meditation from there yet, but I will. I'll be doing that like those as well. Thanks again, Claire. It's been a pleasure. And really, you've given us a lot to think about to go back to the simplicity of listening and honoring ourselves, which ultimately honors others. I'm grateful to have spent this time with you today. So thank you for that. And thank you listeners for listening. I appreciate all of you for, for listening. And my prayer today for people is just that you are open to listening to yourself, to the wisdom that comes to you in whatever way that it shows up. Just believe it, honor it, and follow wherever it leads. So as always, be you, be love, and be present.